welcome to the very first episode of the Good Chat Podcast, recorded here at Malmö University. I am Daniel and I'm a resident assistant for the housing office, so that means that I do a bit of work for the housing office, but I also live in the student accommodation provided by the university housing office. Uh, and in today's episode, we'll be discussing some of the bureaucratic challenges that non-EU international students face in Sweden, uh, and how myself and my co-workers Divya and Emmanuel have faced these hurdles. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, good morning. How are you morning. doing? Very good. You? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Divya, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. You're good. Awesome. Nice to meet you both. <laughs> we meet again. We meet again. So for this first episode, what are we going to cover? Good question, Emmanuel. So the topics that we will cover in this very first episode, visa applications, flights, housing and the weather in Malmö. Yay! What is the Good Chat podcast, you might be asking yourself? Well, it is a podcast that the three of us have created and yeah we talk about things that concern international students and their time here in Malmo specifically mm-hmm. everything there is to know yeah maybe not everything but most of the things yeah. so that you should know some of the topics in this podcast are going to be relatable to everyone mostly for non-EU students because They're the ones who are not just applying for university housing, but they're having to deal with migration-related things when coming to Sweden. I mean, so do EU students, but it's a little bit easier for them. Yeah, and there are also like really important details here and there that you might want to know, even if you are European Union or like moving into Malmo for the yeah. first time. Little things moving yeah. into Sweden. As well. Yeah, and I guess the idea or the the concept behind Good Chat is to provide all possible information on every episode and basically having a good chat with resident assistants. Yeah, and in some very special episodes, we have interviews with former tenants at Celsius Gordon and uh, even some current tenants. So really diving into a lot of different topics. So let's begin. Visa. You are planning to come to Sweden, so welcome to Oh, no, I'm already here, actually. What? I'm already here. You're already here? Yeah. I was talking to the... Listeners. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> so, visa. So now you, as a listener, are planning to come or considering coming into Sweden. If you are outside the European Union, this is... The first step. The first thing that you want to consider. Of course, you might have already applied to courses and gone through that whole thing of like researching what you want to study and where to go. And if you have chosen Malmo, great, awesome. But regardless of which institution, visa is the permit, getting the permit of living here is the legal main requirement, right? Yes. So how was it for you guys, the whole visa process? I mean, we all come from different parts of the world, so I'm sure there are, there are similarities, but at the same time, there can be differences. Daniel? So for me, once I received my acceptance letter to the university, that's when I started my visa application process. It's uh, a requirement, right? It is a requirement, yep. To have been accepted. 
Yes. Yep. So you need to be able to provide that letter to the embassy, the Swedish embassy in your respective country. And it was pretty simple. Uh, I remember just filling out some some documents. Guess I needed to provide some financial bank statements and yeah, the letter of acceptance. And then I sent those documents to the embassy. And then I think it took like a maximum of two months before the embassy sent me a letter saying that I was free to enter Sweden. And it didn't include my residency permit or anything because I'm an Australian citizen. I can enter the EU uh, on like a 90-day tourist visa. So when I arrived, I flew into Copenhagen Airport and then I just told them that I was I was going to be studying in Sweden and I had a letter from the embassy. And with that, they, they let me through and then uh, I needed to book an appointment at the migration agency here in Sweden to actually receive my residency permit. Yeah, for me, like from Colombia was like pretty similar to that in the sense that the same paperwork was required by the embassy, being admitted being able to show that you have the funds to live here for the time that you applied. And also, I'm not required, in my case, to have a visa under like normal circumstances, tourism. I could come to Sweden once my visa was approved, my resident permit. That's something that is important for everyone to know, that be sure to research. Because in my case, I was not allowed... I, I needed to wait back home until my residence permit has been granted before I could come to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Yep, once I already, I also had, I also had a letter, sort of saying, which was a little bit confusing in the sense it's just a piece of paper. But in my case, they didn't ask me for that letter at the migration point in in Copenhagen Airport. Yeah, the letter that the embassy provides doesn't look very official. Yes. And I think it's more just information for you. I think that that information is already stored in some EU database where they know that this particular passport is allowed to enter because... Yeah, I guess so. Because you're about to start studying. I'm just speculating here, but it it looks so unofficial that I'm I'm sure there's some... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess it was different for me. One only when I got my permit was when I knew I'm coming to oh. Sweden. So I had to take all the steps that you guys did and give my biometrics. And then I got my card within a month, and then I booked my tickets. Mm-hmm. You got your biometrics. Did your biometrics home? Yes, yeah, we did it. Me and Daniel, we did it here in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you had. Do yeah. at home, right? Yeah, maybe the rules are such for me because I'm from India, and I guess it was mandatory for me to do all these steps before I came to Sweden. So those, that is what I did. In my case, I I needed to like get that settled before even considering buying the tickets. Yeah. That I, I guess like at what time did you buy the tickets? You just said, Divya, that you bought it like after you had your residence card basically on your hand, right? Yes. Which was like, okay, everything is ready. Yeah. I can buy the ticket. Yeah, no problems, yeah. hopefully. So, Daniel, you booked your flight also, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So, and was, was that it or what yeah. else should listeners know? Well, before I even had my residency permit granted, I had applied for a room in Celsius Gordon through the university housing website and I was accepted and it was so nice to be able to come here knowing that I had a place to stay. Malmo University does provide 
housing guarantee for all international free-paying students, free students mm -hmm. which right. we're going to cover some of that later. And some of it right now as well. And some of it right <laughs> now, yes. But yeah, so you applied. When was this that you applied for uh, before you actually came here? You had a yeah, so you have a good idea of like the timeline because this all that we have talked so far is like it takes like not just a couple of weeks but months, right? Yeah. Yes. That you have to like be a little bit waiting and yeah. doing things at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the university is pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of deadlines that you have to be aware of, but the university is good at reminding you when the deadlines are for things. So it was one month after being admitted into the university that I received an email from the housing office advertising that applications were open. When was this? Uh, so I was I got the acceptance letter on the 4th of April when I was accepted into my program and then on the 3rd of May that's when I got an email from the housing office advertising that applications for university housing were open and I think they were open for maybe a month was it? Mm -hmm. Yeah about a month and then by the 12th of June that's when I was offered a room in Celsius Gordon. And then it was, only, it was only a month later, in July, that my residency permit was granted. The housing office operates on the assumption that everyone's residency permit is going to be granted. Because if they didn't, then it wouldn't be enough time to actually process all those applications before the arrivals. So Malmo University does provide housing guarantee for fee-paying students at Celsius, where we live, and at Ronen International. And yes, the priority is fee paying, then you have sort of exchange students, different like agreements and Erasmus and North Plus and things like that. But yeah, so if, if you are to seek housing with Malmo University, if you are a fee paying student, you will be given priority. the highest priority. Mm -hmm. Which is really nice because I would say that we are the most foreign in the sense of like knowing how things work or more away. Mm. Yeah. And not that it's, it's easier for like European members, but... Yeah, the thing is, I wasn't aware of this when I was applying back two years ago when I was coming and I was really considering signing up for Boplatz, yeah. which is the Q, Q system. Mm -hmm. And somehow I ended up not doing that once I got my room in Celsius, but I was really considering because I didn't know I had a guarantee. Yeah, I was in the exact same situation. And it was actually the day that I got accepted into Celsius Gordon that I was planning on signing up for Bullplatz Sud that night. Yeah, because the other option, if you don't find housing with the university, is finding housing in Sweden and Malmö. Just if you guys want to give like a brief, what is the other option? I guess apart from Boplat Seed, we also have a lot of Facebook groups in Malmo. Correct. I think you know the names better than me, Daniel. Yeah, so Boplat Seed is more of a formal mm, yeah. queuing system, but there's also options like Facebook groups. So there's Lagenhitteri Malmo and also Collective Iskwana. And those are two groups where you can find, uh, I guess, like informal housing, just advertisements on Facebook to occupy a room in an apartment. Yeah. So... There's, there's a lot of people who, who found their accommodation through through those Facebook groups as well. Yeah, Yeah, it must be said that like the first time that you come around these Facebook groups, it, it looks a little bit sketchy. Yeah. But I guess, the of course, like exercise your better judgment. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it uh, looks sketchy and, and it is a little bit sketchy to be, to be getting a room without uh, a contract, but it, it's 
the reality is a lot of people it, have to get accommodation this way. It is common practice. Yeah, it yeah. is common practice. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we need to think about the, the weather change, since a lot of us are coming from different climates that our bodies are used to. I think the weather can be of a kind of a shock when you move to Sweden. So I think it's important to pack with expecting a different kind of climate, which is, I don't know, getting good coats, a good sweater, scarves and whatnot. Yeah, about Malmo. The wind. Thing number one yeah. is the wind. It's always windy and it's always blowing against you. <laughs> <laughs> While you bike yeah. against the wind. Yeah, the wind, depending on which part of the year you are, the wind plus rain. Yeah. Although winter doesn't get that cold, because of the wind, you really feel the cold. Yeah. So I think a lot of people come to Sweden expecting super cold weather and like snow. Yeah, that's not so much the case in Malmo. It, because I mean, we are in the south of Sweden. Yeah, it, I haven't seen snow here. I think Divya has though, right? Yes, yeah. the year I came, I did get yeah. to see snow. It's, it's a little bit, but yeah, because we are by the coast and in the literally southern part of Sweden. Yeah, it's, but, it's, so yeah. it's not that common bring something windproof and waterproof. I think through through winter and and one thing to note is that the rain's never that heavy, so you don't need like a full-on kind of raincoat expecting downpours every day, but during winter it it was like it was always sprinkling rain yes. pretty much. You're always going to get a little bit wet, but never soaked. Yeah. But you're always windblown. You're always, always wind being wind, smashed by wind, the wind. wind. So that's the end of this podcast for now. Uh, we've discussed housing, visas, flights, and the weather. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about the personnummer or the personal number uh, and the application for your Swedish ID card, bank accounts, healthcare, insurance, and dental. So we hope this podcast has been informative for you and you can always find more information about these topics on the Malmo University website. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.